This week's Dev in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. Nice to get back to to rugby league. Watching a bit of rugby league and that. I got Sky Sports back at the weekend as well off oh. the telly. So uh, yeah, well, I said to Ellen, my wife, I said um, not had Sky for a while now, and it, it was a festival of rugby, wasn't it, with the round starting. Uh, I've been to the match the night before, so I uh, ended up adding it to my Sky, my Sky, my Sky package and watching uh, watching all the games, and I enjoyed them. Really enjoyed the matches at the weekend. There were some cracking games. The Hull KR comeback against Catalans and the, the Wakefield and Leeds game was really good. I won a couple of quid on that as well with Tom Johnson scoring a couple of tries. So, so yeah, enjoyed it. I thought the round of, of matches was great and uh, watched a bit of the Challenge Cup at the weekend and obviously the draw on, on Monday was dead exciting as well. So, yeah, I'm glad we'll be league back, mate. We all know how this work, how this plays out, Paul. What's, what's it cost you to, to get this festival rugby on and things going on sport-wise? What, what's the, what's the, the kickback? I think it's about eighteen pound extra a month, something like that, on my, my Sky bill. So it's not too bad. I mean, I was thinking to myself, I've not really been anywhere for twelve months. Or, or gone anywhere. So uh, you know, with, with with everything that's been going on in the outside world, so I thought well, I'll get I'll get Sky Sports back and watch a bit of rugby league. So uh, so it's, it's it's all good. I mean, I've, I've got the hour league app as well, so I've I've seen a bit of, of the rugby on that. So uh, so yeah, it's it's nice to have. And the thing with Sky as well, you get the NRL games as well. So. Uh, there's some cracking matches on the NRL, so I've followed a few of those games on, on Twitter and seen what people were saying. There's been some great games on there, so um, I'm trying to record them as well and fill up my uh, my, my Skybox plus all the the old games as well. There's some of the retro games, and I saw you actually the other night on a match, um, Whitehaven <laughs> against Salford 2008. I was looking for myself in the crowd, um, but I saw you and Parky behind the uh, behind the sticks actually at Whitehaven on the th- Thursday night match, as you remember. Mm. I don't think there was thought there was many of us there, but you were celebrating a, a try anyway. I think we had a fun bus, I think, um, yeah, that day. Yeah. Uh, it was a good trip, good day out. Yeah, we got beat though. That was the yeah. only sad thing, wasn't it? Was that but, was uh, it Danny Arnold who kind of like spilt the ball in the corner? Was that was that right? No, it was Ian Sibbett who knocked on. It was that French referee, that Thierry Alibert. Uh, Ian Sibbett knocked on late on, um, and that's Greg McNally, sixteen-year-old Greg McNally played for Whitehaven. He scored a trick on his debut. And he's still playing Greg McNally thirteen years later. I think he's I think did he play for now? He was was it Lee wanted him, but I think he's was at Bradford after that. Has he gone back? I think he's gone back to Whitehaven now, actually. Uh, good player, good fullback. Um, yeah, he scored a trick that day, so uh, so it's a bit nostalgic watching that. Um on, on, on Sky. But there's some good games on there if you go on the it's like the catch up thing on Sky. There's all sorts of classic I think they call them Billy Gold or something like that. I was watching Paris against Sheffield. Yesterday, that was 25 years ago. Yesterday, you know, the first Super League game um, at the Charlotte Stadium in Paris, which um, which Paris Saint-Germain beat Sheffield, didn't they? So it doesn't seem 25 years ago, that, that first Super League game. It's kind of a win-win situation here, Paul, because while you're at the match, Helen and the kids can watch the match. On Sky, club can get them on fan cam, jumping around, celebrating when Salford scores. It's a win-win situation. Mm, yeah, never thought of that. My missus has been a bit of a St. Helens support, I'm quiet, or <laughs> closet St. Helens support, yeah. No, good idea. I need to get my girls into it. My girls aren't really into to rugby league yet. They just seem to think I'm silly, really, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to work on them. They're 10 and 7 now, so you'd think they'd be into it by now, wouldn't you? But... Uh, it's a work in progress, I suppose. Yeah, a bit like that with my with my son, really. Um, he's, he's, and he's, he's slowly getting into it, singing the songs randomly in the in the house during the day, which is which is always a good sign. Yeah, of course it is. That's that's how you how you get them how you get him in it. You get it in the you brainwash them, don't you? And get, get it into <laughs> brainwash them. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a like a work in progress, like you said. Um, yeah, so loads loads to talk about, Paul. Uh, I've had a, I've had an all week, all night week. Sun's uh, sun's out. I decided to have a bit of sunbathing back garden uh, today on my dinner. Kind of a uh, a good thing when you're working at home. You can uh, chillax in your own back garden. Yeah, sounds good. It's been it's been nice, hasn't it? We're on when we're recording. This is Wednesday now, isn't it? So it's uh, the last two days have been really warm. It's been warm at work. Mm. You know, uh, I've. Uh, 
enjoyed it last couple of days at work actually and um, it's just nice when the sun's out everyone seems in a bit of a better mood don't they? and um, it's great been looking forward to the, the, the rugby league matches this weekend I mean I was doing my predictions today and I normally write on the back of my league express and I forgot to set my league express to work so I phoned up our house and our imaging answered the phone and said, oh, get your dad's league express and just read me the scores out. Because you should have heard her trying to read some of the names off the <laughs> pronunciations for some of the, the, the clubs. Um, oh God, I can't remember. It's wideness. You know, it's, it's witness imagery. You know, trying to tell all these uh, the famous names of rugby league. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this week. I'm rather, I must admit, I'm a bit disappointed after the Saints game. But, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for this whole game on, on, on Saturday. I think it's going to be another another good round. I've just looked at the fixtures today, some cracking games again. And it's just great that the season started. I think we've just waited that long for it. And when it comes along, but it's uh, it's been good. It's been really enjoyable. Yeah, it gives you a boost. That's what it is. It's it's you know obviously yeah. the games come thick and fast, don't they? And you know something to look forward to, something to get through the week. Weather helps as well, especially with lockdown. It's it's been a tough gig, hasn't it? But coming out the other end now, Paul. So that's a that's a good sign. I um, think everything goes shopping, can't we? On the 12th, I think. We can, we can go in the park, don't we? Have uh, park beers now, um, which is great. Bought myself a, a new microphone lead today, uh, which is which is great. So when we do get back to commentary, we can sit three metres apart and, and still commentate on Solva, which is always a, a good thing. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll be going uh, shopping on the, on the 12th of April. I think I'll just leave it. I'd rather shop on the internet if I need anything. So, uh, no, I'll, I'll leave that or part that one, definitely. But, no, it's, it's good to see. It's good to see things are making progress. And, uh, yeah, like I said, good to see the... I mean, the Challenge Cup draw was was Monday, as I mentioned before, and that was quite exciting. I tried to get it on... Uh, I was on strike on Monday. I was going to the picket line in Stockport. Mm. And I thought, I'll just before I set off, I'll just get the... I'll get it. I'll try and get it on my phone and put my phone through my Bluetooth and, and listen to the, the draw, but I, I couldn't get it on. And he kept asking me about BBC iPlay. I thought, oh, I'll have a look when I got there. So I just flicked on onto the internet when I got there and seen my drawn witness. So, uh, so that was um, some some good news as well. So we're excited for that. That's a week on Saturday, isn't it? We've got another Saturday fixture coming up. So uh, the road to Wembley again, mate. Why don't Why don't you get Sky the Sky app and then you can watch Sky on your phone? So when big things happen, like cup draws and stuff you can watch it on your phone I'm not that technical to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's just just an idea just throwing it out there Paul it might, it might, might make your life a bit easier mm, yeah yeah, I suppose so. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not that. T- I don't really know like that much time on my hands for doing stuff. It was just with the draw being on Monday. I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll try and listen. I thought they might put it on the radio. That was a disappointing thing. I thought the draw might be on the radio, and I could just listen to it old school. But but never mind because I do like the draw. I think the draw is always exciting. You know, the rumble of the bag and the teams coming out and all that. And you you're praying, aren't you? When the team comes, oh, I don't want that one. Don't don't draw our number out. So. No, and I had a look at the uh, the draw, and it was, there's some good ties as well. We'll probably talk about it later in the show, but some good ties, some exciting, uh, some matches in, in in the cup. Yeah. So what we'll do, Paul, we'll look back at uh, the the Saints' defeat, look at all the big news uh, coming out of the uh, Salford Devils this week, and then we'll preview the game against uh, Hull on uh, Saturday. So uh, yeah. So what we'll do, we'll start uh, with the Saints' defeat this weekend. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford were defeated 29 points to 6 against Settles in their first Super League uh, game of 2021. Paul, um, talk us through it. Yeah, it was uh, very cold, Edinley, on uh, on Friday night. I wish I took a blooming eater with me. I took a flask with me and I drank it all before the game kicked off. It was that cold. Um, enjoyed the game. I, I was I had the privilege to be sat near the TalkSport commentators. who were absolutely brilliant. If you know listen to TalkSport too, Mark Wilson and Paul Cook, the old Hull player, were on. And they, the commentary was fantastic, really, and kept me entertained. But the game was good. Uh, enjoyed the match. I thought St. Helens came out and, and we, we were intense, really, and it, you know, jumped on the arse like they did, did not got off it really from from last season. They kept they kept going there and um, and put us under pressure. Really, does I thought we had a bit of ball in that first half and we could have done more with it. I think we had four sets of six at, at once on the St Helens line and couldn't couldn't break them down. And their defence was good. Errors cost us for me. I think the, the basic errors and, and the, the silly knock ons just just handed St Helens points really. And you know, uh, Wellsby with, with a drop goal right on half time. 
I thought that was a great piece of play from him to take the score to 13-0. I remember thinking to myself at half-time, I can't see us coming back from that. I think Saints had us at arm's length then, really. And uh, Yeah, the first half was disappointing, really. I know they had a lot of chances. They had a couple of tries disallowed as well. Rightfully so, I think. One was a forward pass and one was a double movement. But they created chances and uh, I, I thought they deserved the, deserved the lead at half-time. Yeah, I, I, think, I think errors. Errors and sort of field position that was that was a problem I think we, we couldn't get sort of near to, to that Saints line when we did get near we, we did we did ask questions um, but yeah coughing up too much ball too many errors obviously like like I said and, and, and I suppose against top teams Paul you can't do that but Richard Marshall and, and, and the boys know that don't they they, they know getting to grand finals getting to a you know, challenge cut semi-finals. They know the standard that I have to reach. It's only the first game of the season. No one's hitting any red panic buttons just yet. But I think it, I think it's good that obviously they, they get that out of the system early and and they know sort of what what is needed to to go to that next level. Yeah, you've got to learn from your mistakes, haven't you? It's going to take time for Richard Marshall to work out what his best side is and who fits where. Because you think about it, they only had one pre-season game. They only had one pre-season game to, to sort of iron things out and you know and get get the creases out of, out of your shirt, if you like. So uh, it, it will take him time. And he's, he's got a new group of players there. A lot of new signings have come in. And, and, and I don't like to judge things after round one. I mean, if you go back to last season, I think Saints... I think they lost three out of the first four, didn't they? Something like that. They beat us on the round one. And they lost a couple of matches before the, the lockdown. So, and then came back and, and stormed to the grand final. But Leeds played Hull last season, first game, and got absolutely hammered against Hull. But they, they finished above all, I think, in the in the league season and, and won the Challenge Cup. So, I don't think you can go off what happens in, in round one, really. I think it's, it's about ironing things out now and coming back better in the next couple of rounds. We've got some tough fixtures coming up. And going off the, the games I saw at the weekend, I was impressed by Hull who sods lower our opponents next week. They were probably one of the best sides at the weekend. But St. Helens were, for me, they looked like they're going to be the side to beat. I think if you finish above Saints this season, you're probably going to be in the top two because they are the side to beat, I think. And it's going to take a good side to, to knock them off and take that title away from them. They were clinical. Uh, they did things right. But having said that, they didn't, didn't overly impress me. I don't think the... I think the scoreline flattered them slightly. Um, some of those tries we conceded late on, especially the, the, the Inu one where he just knocked the ball in there. That was a real howler. Um, Alex Wormsley going over, you know, late on there, just running straight, run over Ryan Lannan and a couple of other players. I thought that was really poor. That was poor defence, that. And, you know, we should be priding ourselves on that defence. And that that was disappointing. I think if Richard Marshall was watching that, he, he'd, he'd probably be, be miffed about that. And I think he'd probably give him the rounds of the kitchen after the game. So, so yeah, there's definitely things we can improve. We'll cut those errors out, cut the silly penalties out and... And just get a bit more organisation, look a bit more organised and a bit more cohesion there. And I think that's what they'll be looking forward to on this game on Saturday against Hull. Yeah, yeah, you're right there, Paul. Errors, errors were made. I think, I think what top teams do when er- error is made, they capitalise, and that's what what kind of Saints did, like you said, with the with the mistake in, uh, at the kick off, and then and then the the score from from Makinson. Um, Saints had a, a couple of disallowed tries, didn't they, as well? You know. Which we, which we, you know, helped us in that situation. But it is what it is. We, we, we set on at a very good team. Uh, they're, they're not champions for nothing, are they? And, and I think, you know, we kept with them for a long time, um, and that, and that's only a good thing uh, moving forward because you're going to be playing against lesser teams, aren't you? And if you can play at that level for a good hour against Sellers. There's, there's a good chance that you'll be able to to outrun other other teams. Yeah, definitely. I, I think so as well. Um, you know, you not you don't play St. Helens every week, and like I said, you know that that scoreline did flatter St. Helens. I thought thirteen points to six after an hour. You know, we was well in. I say we were well in the game. We, we, we were in that match. You know, we weren't a million miles away from them. But then that last twenty minutes, those silly, silly errors and you know unforced errors really what what, what cost us. And we did, we did look a bit jittery at times. So yeah, if we can just iron that out and uh, you know maybe a couple of uh, selection changes. And you know, all Morgan Esquire didn't play in that game. And I'm not going to go at Dan Sargent because I think he's a brilliant player. But I don't think he's a fullback. I think Dan Sargent is better off in the centre. So if we can get Esquire, who is a recognised fullback in there at fullback, that might give us a bit more. Uh, he's an elusive runner as well. So, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too too miffed. I came away from the game quite positive. I was very very pleased with Elijah Taylor. I thought he looked really really good. Uh, played really well. Looked really solid. Really steady. 
Danny Addy, I thought, ran, ran well. I thought he worked really, really hard. Uh, Elliot Keir, I thought, came in and I was a bit of bit of a raised eyebrow when I saw Elliot Keir on the starting line. I wasn't expecting to see him in the in the in the in the seventeen, but did himself proud. I thought he played really, really well. So uh, there was some positives in the game. It wasn't all sort of downbeat, really. So uh, so yeah, I, I've sort of kept a smile on my face this week. Yeah, I, I went with with Daddy, Danny Addy, um, Harvey Levette, and uh, Elliot Keir. I thought they were all very good. Game. Um, well, yeah, it's it's one of them things. Saints are a good side. I'm sure Richard Marshall and the boys will, will re- regroup, recover, and and go again against Hull on Saturday, Paul. And I suppose, obviously, first game of the season, we're 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 looking at that, thinking, yeah, it's promising. It's promising signs. Attacking wise, I thought we we were, were a bit we we weren't as sharp as I thought we would have been. A bit clunky. But that comes down, I think, to, to field position. Really, we weren't really in, in a in a position to to test Saints uh, a lot of the time. Yeah, that's right. I think it probably a bit of confidence as well. You've got new people, new faces coming in, and it, it takes time for them to click sometimes, doesn't it? As well, and uh, you know, this this stage of the season now, you really are in the opening stages. You just want to get that first win, don't you? And the longer you go without that win, you you know, you get a bit anxious, can't you? So I think it's. You know, we can get a result this week, and that'll start building confidence. Then you've got the cup the week after. So, so yeah, I think there's a long way to go. I was looking at the, as I said before, I watched the games at the weekend, and I've listened to pundits slag teams off and say, "Oh, such a body's going to finish bottom." Wakefield, the rubbish. Hulk, okay, rubbish. Leah, rubbish. And I've watched the games, and I thought, God, there's some some decent teams in here, some decent players. Very impressed with, with Wakefield in their game against Leeds, as I said before, and Hulk okay, showed great character in their match to come back. So I don't think there's going to be any easy games. I think we say Ellen J and, and like of Wigan and that they they're good sides, aren't they? Really good, strong sides who, who know how to to tough a game out. But you know, a lot of the other sides, it's quite a level playing field now in Super League. So you're, you're not going to get. I don't think you're going to get a game where you can say, "Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to win that one." I think you're going to have to fight for every two points you get this season. Which is only a good thing, obviously, because we want a super competitive league, don't we? And we want all the teams to be, you know, there and thereabouts, you know competing and it makes it exciting for us for people watching in the stadium eventually people at home and it'll only grow the game if all clubs are in and around the same kind of quality yeah that's right that's right I suppose in a selfish sort of way sometimes you worry about your team then don't it's always nice when there's a, a team who's bobbins at the bottom you've not got to worry so much about <laughs> relegation but no from from a from a league point of view yeah I think it's I think it's going to be really exciting this season and um like I said, Lee, Lee Centurions, their game after us. I was going to stay and watch that, but like I said, it was a bit cold and I wanted to get home. So uh, so, so, so I went, but on the way home, I stopped off for some petrol just down the road. Well, I was on fumes getting there actually, but I stopped off and I was talking to, uh, I was just getting a coffee at the coffee machine and just glanced to me, uh, me left and there was a guy with a sulfur coat with his Paul Trainer, and um, I just said hi to him in the, in the petrol station. We were chatting and we were both in the queue talking and we were, we were both quite upbeat, really, considering we lost twenty nine points to six. And I think most supporters are, are that frame of mind, really, aren't they? They, they? Yeah, you've lost the game, but there's an awful lot to be positive about, isn't there? And uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, as, as they say. And uh, Richard Marshall's, you know, he's, he's got this job this season to, to rebuild this side and, and get us going. And I'm I'm very very confident that he's going to do that. What one result isn't, uh, you know, it's not it's not a crisis for me. It's just one result, and we, we move on. This is what Richard Marshall had to say in the press conference after the match. Coach's corner. All right, Rick, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. Uh, defeat tonight against Settlers. Talk us through it. Yeah, it, it was probably the one... It was a difficult one for us uh, because we felt that we'd done some really good things within the, within the game. We had, I thought, we defended really strong at times. Um, I, I know we conceded a handful of points, but at the same time, St. Helens were, were, were white hot. They've they've sort of started the season where where they finished. Um, we're a new team. It'll take time for us to gel. It will take time for us to find our combinations. I thought, as I said, I thought defensively at times we were really strong, and you know, and we outmuscled them, but we just couldn't do it consistently for the eighty minutes. Yeah, you made a few errors which cost you points in Terrace, but you absorbed a lot of pressure with gritty defence. Does that give you mixed feelings about what happened? It does, it does, and you've got to take confidence um, from the from the times where yeah, you were holding, we were holding Settlers over the line, and 
and we were scrambling. We had some really good scramble uh, try savers, but at the same time, some simple things and simple errors with the ball. I mean, even the first try there where it's just a catch, you know, we need to get that right after a minute of the game and we're already on the back foot. Um, and Tommy Makinson's a fantastic player. And we, you know, we know he's, he's, scored, he's tried scoring ability. Um, but yeah, I thought when we, when we scored our points in the second half, we should really have kicked on from there. I, I, I was really confident after that. But at the same time, obviously, Saints, you can't, you know, as the saying goes, you can never write off the Saints. Yeah, attack, attacking-wise, uh, well, that's a bit of field position. Uh, but when we did get up to the Saints line, we did ask questions. Is that something to, to, we're looking to improve on next week to get up there more? Yeah, we've practised quite a lot in that area, in, in good ball and our kicking and uh, we just didn't get enough opportunity down there and that was down to ourselves, nobody else, down to us um, and our discipline. I thought our discipline, obviously, it's, it's a new um, start of the season. The referees are obviously keen and they're looking at in and around the rook and onside and offside. Uh, but we've got to be better there with our, with our discipline in and around that rook area. Who was your standout player for Seoul for tonight? Uh, E.T., Elijah Taylor. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I thought his work rate was was outstanding. Uh, we only brought him off just to give him a give him a rest, but he could have played the eighty minutes and, and would have been, still been running around now if we'd have left him out there. I thought he was brilliant for us. Any injuries to report? Uh, we've got a couple of knocks. Uh, I think Dan Sargison's got a knock, and um, Lee Mussup had a bit of a shoulder in the first half. Um, obviously, uh, I hope the Ignatius pass is okay. You know, I didn't look at that. Looks like a heavy contact. Certainly come off second best there. But, um, yeah, for our guys, um, we'll be in recovery. We'll review the game and then we'll look forward to Hull next week. Yeah, uh, obviously an opportunity to iron out um, the mistakes or will it be an opportunity to make changes? Not sure yet. But, uh, you know, I can't... Our, our season's not defined off that one game. and, and, and uh, But as you see, we have got a, a strong, fit squad and... Can we afford the luxury of players not performing? No, probably not, at the, even at this stage of the season. So we'll have to look at that. Um, but at the same time, it's a team sport, uh, you know, and the team comes first. We, were you impressed with the fitness levels? Because obviously Saints threw a lot at you in that game and just kept coming. I was. Yeah, I was. And I said that to the players. We, we didn't look, we didn't look um, too tired towards the end of the game. Obviously, there was a period there in that last 20 minutes where Saints were just playing their game at a different pace. We couldn't quite uh, sustain that. Uh, if we'd have managed to score again, I reckon it would have been a different, obviously, a, a different end to the game. But we, we, we couldn't find our momentum in that second half. You know, it was pretty, you know, going in at the first half, was it 13 0? They dropped a goal, they kicked it, and, and, and they, they, they chose to take a conversion. I thought there was quite a lot of respect there for us and what we were doing in and around there. Um, but we just couldn't capitalise on that. Cheers, Rick. Thanks. OK, thank you. Yeah, looking at the, the stats, uh, Paul, top tacklers, Elijah Taylor, 49. Uh, Sebastian Ick A4, 28. Ryan Landon, 33. Danny Addy, 49. And Jack Wells, 26. A lot of uh, been made of Elijah Taylor's performance. I thought he worked very hard um, in his first game for Salford. Showed what, what he's all about and, and what he'll bring to the club and, and, the, and the team. Yeah, he certainly did. I mean, I was excited when we, we signed him. He, he's one of those players that's got a good reputation in the NRL, very well respected. I mean, not every player that comes over from the NRL, I mean, we know off experience, we've had some some real poor players, haven't we, over the years that have come over from Australia. Um, but he looks quality. And, um, you know, he's got that, that something about him, that experience and that sort of swagger when he's on the pitch, for want of a better word, really. What's the word I'm looking for? He looks a very assured sort of player, a player who knows what he's doing, you know, very calm, very relaxed, and, and, and other players can sense that sometimes, can't they? And um, that's the that's the, the feeling I got on, on Friday. He looks a good leader and someone who's going to help the younger players. And a bit like, I mentioned it the other week, 
you know, we talked about Mark Flanagan being the glue. I think Watto said that to, to mm. me a couple of times about the glue that holds the side together. When you've lost a player like Mark Flanagan, you need someone to replace him. And, and I think Elijah Taylor could be that new flash, that new glue between the attack and the defence. You know, good ball player, good tackler, a player like the, like the cornerstone of the side, if you like. And I was very, very impressed with him. And I, I had a feeling that he'd sort of clean up on the uh, three-word man of the matches because uh, he deserved it to play well. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. It's about, um, you know, people sort of playing really well. And he showed lots of good touches, I thought. And, and that's the kind of thing that, like you said, Mark Flanagan brought to, 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 to Salford. And as a, as a direct replacement, he's, he's certainly got the, you know, the ability to, to, to do that. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he can produce, uh, in, you know, this season and beyond. Um, talking about other stats, tackle bursts. Callum Watkins, four, Tui, four, Inu, three, Brown, three, Elliot K four, Dan Sargeson, ten, and uh, Harvey Levet five. So I, I, I think, like I said with, with, with Levet, I, I think he, he's going to be a good player for us. You know, he, he, he can, he's got that ability, Paul, I think, to get his arm out of the tackle. And, you know, if he can burst tackles as well, it's, it's only going to be good things moving forward for him. Yeah, he's a strong player, isn't he? Um, you know, we mentioned a few weeks ago about him his time at Warrington and Hull KR. He's always a player who's in, impressed me. And uh, and yeah, he's, he's, he's still only quite young as well. So just another guy you mentioned there, Dan Sage as well. Ten, ten tackle bus, was it? And I think mm-hmm. that just shows you what, what a play. Every time he runs the ball in, you know, returns the ball, the air's on the back of your neck stand because he runs that hard and he doesn't stop either as he runs like he's... You know, he's running into a brick wall there, and uh, that's what you get with Dan Sargent. You get that 100% every week, don't you? Every time he, he takes the ball up. So, when every tackle is involved, and everything is 100% with him. So, uh, so yeah, very impressed with him again. I know he made a mistake at the bat, I think, cost us a try, but, you know, we can forgive him that because he's a very, very wholehearted player. I think you're going to get that with Harvey Levet as well. He's an exciting sign, and I think he's, he's definitely a player who can develop at Salford. Yeah, looking at the. Uh... Three word. Big thanks for your three word match reports, man of the matches. Always great to get interaction. Paul Foster, Saints out the way. Taylor, Stephen Stewart, sharpen it up. Taylor, Ricky P from Sale and his dogs catch the kicks. Sarge, uh, you said can do better. Can do better. Danny Addy. Yeah. Um, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, Danny Addy. Danny Addy. Did I go for? I thought I went for Elijah Taylor, but yeah, I thought Danny Addy played well. Um, I liked his commitment. I liked the way he sort of um, didn't really give St. Helens too much respect, did he? He got in the faces and he roughed up uh, Johnny Lomax. Uh, that 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 bit got me uh, got me cheering when he did that because he has a bit of an edge to him, Danny Addy. And I liked his work rate. I, I think he'll be a real good uh, a real good signing this season. And very energetic player. Does a lot of tackling. Does a lot of hard work. A lot of grafting. You need those sort of players in your team. So for me, it was a toss up between Elijah Taylor and Danny Addy. But I saw most people going for Elijah Taylor, so I thought I'd go a bit left field and just throw one in there for Danny Addy as well. Yeah, John Waite, rusty but game. Taylor, Nudge, uh, room for improvement. Uh, Harvey Reed, very very solid performance, Taylor and Martin. Too many mistakes. Kind of them four there, Paul. Kind of sums up sort of my thoughts on it. Yeah, we were a bit rushed there, but you know the effort was there. I think we we've got uh, lots of sort of improvement to make. But we were kind of hamstrung by the mistakes we made. So I think that sort of them four together is probably uh, probably uh, sums it up really. Mark, uh, some fine tuning. Taylor, Natalie Taylor, not too disappointed. Uh, Levette or Taylor. Colin Wilson, error costas, Taylor, Tony Frame, too many errors, John Yates, mistakes, mistakes. Yeah, I suppose it's a lot of people sort of highlighting the mistakes. I suppose you don't make mistakes every week, do you? And, and you're hoping that, that it's only kind of a one-off and, and we'll be able to capitalise on better ball next time. Yeah, that's right. It's about cutting those mistakes out now. It really is. Because if you think back, if you analyse the game like the coaches do, you probably look at that and think, well, those errors have cost us the match, really. You know, three three knock-ons, I think, led to three tries. There's 18 points, isn't it? So, you know, what was the score? 29-6. It has a big bearing on the game, doesn't it, really? And, you know, St. Helens didn't cut us to pieces. They, didn't, they weren't ripping us down the middle or busting and busting, you know, down the three quarters. They, the tries really were from, from errors that we'd made. So, you know, handed it them on a plate from, from silly knock-ons. So, yeah, was there a bit of nervousness there? I'm not sure. Was there a bit of rustiness? Possibly. But, no, you, you've got to wise up and you've got to cut that out sooner rather than later because you can't afford to do that against Hull this weekend because, they're, again, they're another quality side who brought players in and they look a bit more balanced, better balanced than they were last year. And I think 
well, they're probably a side to watch. So, uh, so yeah, you're not going to get it easy this week, and you need to you need to um, you know dust up your game and be ready. Yeah, I think it was mistakes and a bit of ill discipline. There was a point where Kevin Brown made it, made a quick tap and, and ran about seventy yards, but then off the back of that, we conceded a penalty. I think we gave the ball up, and then we gave a penalty, which sort of like gave back the sort of 50, 60 yards that we'd, we'd got. So it's kind of things like that there, it's things like that, that that kind of like make the difference, really. Yeah, of course. It's, well, it's a game of fine margins. We discuss this all the time, don't we, about, you know, my dad always says to me about a 12-point turnaround, you know, when you're going to score, you make a mistake and then the other team goes and scores and, you know, you should have been six points in front and you end up six points mm-hmm. behind. And, and that's how it can be. A game can turn really quickly, can't it? The tie can change really quickly. You can be in a game one minute and then, bang, you, you've conceded a couple of tries. You've only got to look at the Catalan Dragons game against Old Care. They're absolutely cruising at 28 points to four. I nipped out to make a brew, come back in, and it was 28 apiece, and they were going to Golden Point extra time. So, you know, the game can change very quickly. So it is a fine, you know, like fine margin sometimes. And, you know, th- those errors are. You've got you've got to cut those out. You've got to be, especially against a side like St. Ellen's, you've got to have a good completion, mate. You've got to tackle. You can't afford to miss tackles, but you can't give it them on a plate because they'll destroy you because they don't need that opportunity. They can create things as it is, but if you start giving them sets of six and back-to-back sets of six and ill-discipline kicks in, you know they'll, they'll, they'll just hunt you down all day long. Yeah, I think they call them coach killers, don't they? You know, like things yeah. like that, but... Yeah. They just happen, don't they? I suppose it's just how you react to that situation. But you're hoping, um, we, you know, we can we can fine tune the errors that we made uh, and we can kick on against Hull this week. So that's uh, that's our chat against uh, about the, the the Saints' defeat. And what we'll do now, we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So big news, Paul. We don't really do rumor on this podcast, do we? So, about the the stadium situation with Salford and Sale and Salford City, there's nothing. I don't see any kind of solid kind of information to to, to discuss and analyse. Really, we're, we're probably best waiting and seeing. Yeah, it's a good job I don't do rumour on this podcast. We'll be here all <laughs> yeah. night. You'd be doing like an eight-hour show. Wouldn't you? There's all sorts <laughs> yeah. of rumours flying about. Yeah, I briefly saw something on that the other day, but to be honest with you, mate, I've had that much stuff going on at work and this that, and the other. I saw it. I glanced at it and I thought don't really need that stress in my life at the moment because I've got enough to worry about. So I sort of sort of hidden away from it. But because um, Roy Ellaby texted me actually asking me about it and I just was honest with him. I've not really heard anything about it. So I'll, I'll have a read of it. But I was a bit down and out with stuff at work. So I thought I don't really want to read another negative story. So I have I have kept it away. But no, it's a bit of a concern, Rob, isn't it? You know, um, let's hope we don't have to worry about it. But like you said, it's probably best off just Leaving it, you know, on the back burner for now until until we've got a bit more meat on it. But it is there; it's something that's there, and um, you know the the Facebook pages that produced it, uh, uh, good pages, aren't they? Was it Salford Faithful? I yeah. think I saw it on. Um, yeah, the, the the good pages, though, good supporters, and, and those those pages, and they care about the club. So I'm sure they're just putting things out there because they're concerned about it. So let's hope it's nothing to be concerned about. But I'm sure if we hear anything else on it, or we get a bit of meat from one of our journalist friends, we can uh, we can share it with everybody on the podcast. Yep. Better news is the direct debits are still available for our fans. They can pay over four months now, Paul. I think it's great that the, the club have given fans the option for direct debit payments because obviously times are hard with, with COVID people might not be able to afford a full uh, sort of direct debit a full um, season ticket payment so to have that option is, is only a, a good thing yeah of course it is I think that's, that is that is a good thing Robbie it is times are, are pretty tough out of people especially if you've been furloughed or you've lost your job and things like that it, it's difficult I mean the season ticket is probably one of the last things you're after isn't it you've got to feed your family on that first haven't you so, uh, so yeah and you think about it if you've I don't know if you've got a job where you were. I'm lucky. I've got a job where I'm, I'm working, well, say all the time, you know, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday it's been. But I've, I've been in employment for the last 12 months. A lot of people haven't. You say you work in a shop and it's been closed down. It must have been worrying times for people. You know, how long have the shops been closed? I don't even think they've opened this year. Have we? We're in April. So if you work in retail or something like that, you, you're struggling. So so people have been. It's been really hard, hasn't it, the last 12 months? So, uh, so yeah, if you can if you can do it over that and do it over four months and spread the cost and that. I think hats off to anybody who's bought a season ticket, you know, especially after last season as well, the people who donated their money back. I mean, that just shows you that we've got some cracking supporters, Rob, haven't we, watching our team? 
Yeah, more good news. Uh, Elijah Taylor, named in Super League's Team of the Week, uh, after his great performance against the Ellens. We talked about it in, 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 the, in the review that he, he adds that, um, you know, glue that, that keeps the team together. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing more in the games to come. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We've only seen one out in him there. So I think he's he's one of those players who's going to get better and better as the season goes on. He's just probably finding his feet. You know, he's travelled, what, 12,000 miles from Australia. And is it, is it 12,000 miles? It's something like that, I think. <laughs> it's a big guess. Um, so, yeah, he's come he's come all the way around the world to, to, to Salford. So it's taken him a while to settle down. But I think he's going to be a real star signing for us. And, um, yeah, I think he'll get better and better as the season goes on. Yeah, other news, Challenge Cup draw was made. We got Widness, which is a good tie. Going to be played on the R League app, 10th of April, half 12 of kickoff uh, Saturday, I think. So that'll be good. That'll be something to, to tune in for, obviously, because of our heroics last season coming up short. An opportunity to get back on the road, and hopefully, COVID permitting, we can might get a few fans in there. You never know. Yeah, like so I saw the, the draw was open, it was going to be a Friday night, because I've been frantically trying to swap my Saturday shift at work, so uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, do a bit of uh, reporting on that game, because I like the Challenge Cup, I enjoyed it last season, some cracking games last year, the, the Catalans game at St. Helens, the Warrington game semi-final, really, really enjoyable matches. I think this year, according to my maths, we've got to do one more round, haven't we? I think there's if we win this one, we're in the... Are we in the last 16 now? Yeah, we're in the last 16 now. If we win this, we're going to the quarterfinals. Where last year we started in the quarterfinals. So, it'll be a tough game against Widness. And I looked at the, the draw, and there's some cracking ties, isn't there? York City Knights have got Wigan. And it's just a shame, such a shame for York that that game's going to be behind closed doors because they've uh, they've started really well in the championship. New stadium. That would have been great for them to welcome uh, you know Wigan up there to, to, to York. So, uh, so, yeah, but a good draw for us. I mean, no disrespect to Widness. They're a championship side. Uh, but I think the, the main point for me is we've got a home game. I, th- I would have took anybody at home. I think in the Cup, if you get drawn at home, you, you know, you should be satisfied with that. A home draw is a, a good one. But to draw a side in, in the league below, we've got to be on our game. You know, Widness are, are no mugs, but I'm expecting us to, to come through that one. Yeah, I think I think the thing, obviously, looking forward, Paul, is... We'll get to a point where Richard Marshall has to concentrate on the, the league or the cup at the moment. Obviously, early doors in it for, for both. So, it's going to be interesting to see you know what, what, what happens. Obviously, we had our success, didn't we, last year? So, you know we know that we've got the ability to, to, to actually get there now. So, it might kind of focus a few minds and, and alter a few you know thoughts of, of if we want to go again. Well, yeah, but to be honest, if I was Richard Marshall, I think my, my priority would be to give it everything in, in, the, in the Challenge Cup, definitely. You know, you beat Witness, you're in the quarterfinals, you're in the last 82 games from Wembley again. I mean, you could beat Witness and, I don't know, you could draw another team at home in the quarters and then all of a sudden it's semi-final time. That, semi-finals, anybody's really, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, it's exciting. The Challenge Cup's really exciting. As I mentioned before, Saints and Leeds was another tie that got drawn out. So when you look at it, there's another big side that's going to be going out. Um, in the last 16 you go into the last eight you might get, maybe say you get a championship side in there as well it, to be honest with you I mean, if, if we weren't to get to Wembley this time I'd, I'd love to see two sides there that have not been there for, for donkey's years it'd be great to get new 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 sides in the final and new names on the cup but I'd love Salford to get back there and and, and, and put a few things you know, wrongs right from last season but nice to get there and, and get Leeds again and, and beat them after last year because that was a was a bit of a heartbreaking defeat, really, wasn't it? But no, I'm excited for the cup, and uh, yeah, I think the draw against Widness was a was a good positive one. I, I fancy to win it actually, but they've drawn against uh, against Warrington. Haven't they? That's another in, intriguing contest. So because uh, they've had a couple of good wins in the last few weeks in the cup against uh, against sorry Oldham and, and Newcastle. So uh, yeah, derby against Swinton would have been nice, but we'll settle for Widness. Yeah, uh, the the big news uh, of the week, Paul, community-wise, is uh, that Salford have, have have managed to sort of link up with some of our local local amateur sides and um, provided rugby league ambassadors to 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 help to sort of the development of of the youngsters in in them clubs. I think it's great that the club have have, have done this. I think it's only going to benefit the club and 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 the links with the the amateur scene and very exciting times. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think we've been, we've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? About 
people have mentioned it to me in the past about getting better links, you know, with the amateur sides, and, and I think that's a good idea to to designate certain players to to certain clubs, and that gives them an affinity with that player, and it gives that player as well an affinity with the local sort of district of Salford, doesn't it? So I think it's, it's great, and I mean, let's let's make sure we get all those amateur kids and, and people involved with the amateur clubs to, down to the AJ Bell. If it means giving them a group ticket to get all those youngsters down there on a match day, then, then then give it to them. If you play amateur rugby league in Salford, you should be entitled to go to the to the match. So uh, I think the community club should should get tickets for that, and they all sit together in the East Stand or whatever has been mentioned before. It'd be great to see it packed full of youngsters that play the, the game, you know, cheering them on and, and things like. That. I'd love to see that. So uh, so yeah, this is a, a step forward, a step in the right direction, I think, and you know that's where your talent's going to come from. You know, we're hoping to get an academy in a couple of years. And, you know, um, you look like the way Connor's come through that system, Connor Aspie. We want more players like that, more local Salford players. I know Connor's a Wigan lad, but he's come through our our system. But let's get the local Salford players coming through as well. I think that'd be tremendous. But this is the first sort of rung on the ladder, isn't it, to, to go in that way, um, you know, working with those local clubs that have been here a long time as well. Yeah, uh, the clubs that have been announced so far was Salford City Roosters, Folly Lane and Langwithy Reds, um, which which is great. Obviously, it, like I said, it gives us um, you know connection on it. The the club want sort of community feel for for Salford, and, and no things like this only only help Paul. And I think it's it's a great idea, and and think it's only going to sort of build in the future, become stronger, and I think it helps obviously. We'll, we'll hopefully grab the talent if, before other clubs come sniffing, um, which, which is only going to benefit us uh, in the future as well. Yeah, well, I, I saw something the other day about um, about Adrian Morley. It was saying, let's hope we get the next Adrian Morley. But yeah, let's hope we do, because we didn't get the last one, because Adrian Morley sort of slipped the net for Solver, didn't he? End up going to, to lead Ryan Olsen and then over to Australia. So let, let's hope we get these players before other clubs, uh, other clubs snap them up. You know, especially if they're under our noses in the city of Salford, playing for our local club. So, uh, you know, I think with Paul Rowley at the, at the club now working on that side, sort of the youth side of the of the, of the system, we, we we should be okay. And and I think things are going to progress for us now. But it's vital, it's vitally important that you've got that sort of player pathway and you know local people involved, local families involved. You know, the the, the kids who are playing the game, their mums and dads involved, and and, and watching Salford and. That that's what makes it a community club then for me. So uh, so yeah, really pleased. I, I love news stories like that, and uh, I'm just hoping that we can start developing it. You know, I believe that um, that local um, children can start playing soon, can't they? And uh, I might be wrong. It might be is it next week? I know my friend at work was going coaching his kids football this week because they've not been able to play either because of the pandemic and that. My, my kids haven't been swimming and things like that for ages. So hopefully now things are starting to get better with the, the lockdown. You know the, the children can start playing again. The youngsters, because that's what the few the youngsters are the future of the game, aren't they? And the school, yeah. this pandemic has kind of really sort of um, put the skids on them, aren't they? Cause not being able to play and and then not uh, you sort of missing friends and your friendship group starts to starts to shuff, uh, starts to suffer because you you're not playing in every week with your mates and. Yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, the, the club have managed to to get this off the ground, and uh, and all the community clubs are are involved, and it's only going to be a win win uh, for everyone. Like I said, it's identity, um, and uh, it's it's great. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, I'm like I'm not a kid anymore, but I enjoy going to the the gym and doing my training and things like that. And it's been it's been uh, been funny not being able to go and, and see your friends, you know, at your local gym. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And you know, maybe next month when they open up again. But if you, you know, that's me. I'm a grown man. If you if you're a you know a youngster like that, yeah, they must have they must have missed it really bad. You know, not going to school and being off school and, and missing the friends and not being able to see the friends at, at the local club that they play for. So yeah. I'm hoping this summer now that people can really enjoy that and, and get back to doing what they did, especially especially the youngsters as well. And like I said, when the crowds come back to Salford, let's let's get them all there, those those young kids. I mean, Salford do a good job anyway with, with children on the pitch at half time at the local size playing a, a game on the on the on the surface at the AJ Bow. But it'd be great to see the children there shouting and, and cheering Salford on. You know, get get them in that East stand and, and really get a good atmosphere going. So I think that'd be great. Yep, so that's all the, all the big news of the week. Paul, um, what we'll do, we'll look forward to the whole game on Saturday. It's time! 
Salford Devils face Hull in their second Super League game of 2021 after defeat against St. Ellen's opportunity for Richard's, Richard Marshall's men uh, to right a few wrongs. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a difficult one. As I said before, um, watch the, the Hull game against uh, against Huddersfield Giants at the weekend and I was expecting that to be a pretty close game really and um, Hull surprised me. They, they shot off into a 12-0 lead, didn't they? And I think at one stage they were leading... 20, 22 nil, I think, and yeah, then Huddersfield sort of flattered to deceive, really. But I think Hull last few years they've they've had a good pack of forwards, and they've had a pack of forwards in the three quarters as well because their their wingers and centres are just as big as the forwards. They've got a real big, powerful side, haven't they? And I think the one thing they've lacked is two consistent halfbacks. They've had Jim Connor there playing with Mark Sneed and, and, and one or two others, and it's not quite worked. We know Mark Sneed's an excellent player, excellent organiser, excellent kicking game. And I think Jake Connor's found his found his position now at fullback. And, and this new guy that they signed from from Australia, um, whose name escapes me now. Josh <laughs> I've Reynolds. Something about it. Josh Reynolds, that's him. Yeah, I've had a long day. Yeah, Josh Reynolds. He, he seemed to click with Mark Sneed, and he's got all the experience in the world from the NRL. Big, big lad as well. Big athletic lad, and... If those two can hit it, hit it right and get it right there, the rest of the whole side can really benefit off the back of that. So they they could be a real team to watch out for. So I'm expecting another another really tough game. Hull are not going to be a pushover whatsoever. Uh, Josh Griffin looked really impressive on uh, on on Sunday in that game for Hull as well. And uh, it was funny watching the games on Sky at weekend. You know, I kept saying to my missus, "He used to play for Salford. He used to play for Salford." <laughs> Nearly every side's got a couple of players that used to play for Salford. There's loads of them flying around in Super League, but no. Uh, Hull's going to be a, a tough game on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, it's I think the thing obviously with Hull is is always just nearly men, aren't they? But this Reynolds, I watched him on Saturday, and he is he is a class act. And like you said, Mark Sneed and him and this Jake Connor going to be dangerous. And I'm sure uh, Richard Marshall has got a plan set up to to try and nullify that. But then I look at our team, and I think to myself, we've got stars. Um, I know. Brett Hodgson at his press conference, and I read on on Twitter he was he was talking about how good our, our backline is with likes of Sargentson and um, Carlton Watkins, and you know they know that we've got pace to burn and, and X factor players, so he'll be worried about about you know decent quality ball coming our way because because we can really really hurt them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I think the same can be said about their backs. They've got they've got some good three quarters. I'm always impressed with that. Tumavavi, Carlos Tumavavi's a good player. Josh Griffin, as I mentioned before, they've got Adam Swift there as well, who, who scored tries for fun at St. Helens. Then he was absolutely rapid when he played there. I think he's had a he's had a few injuries, hasn't he? Uh, that, that have scuppered his career a bit. But he's looking like he's getting back to full fitness now. So the the three quarter lines on both sides are. Full of pace, aren't they? And, and full of power as well. So uh, there could be some points in this game on Saturday. It could be a really entertaining game. I think for us, it's just working on our partnerships. Tuilal here and Kevin Brown, I think, are getting there as a partnership. And uh, they show glimmers in that game against St. Helens. I think Tui, for me, has just got to get a bit more involved. Just um, just take the game to the opposition a bit more. I think sometimes he lacks a bit of confidence. I think you know he's got wonderful ability. You know, he's you he, can see it from him. He uses class, doesn't he? Such a great step. And that pass for, for the Ken CO try was fantastic. So if he can just like set the shackles off a bit more and and um, and really go at Hull this, this weekend, I think we can have success. I think man for man, we can we can match them definitely, but you know, there's definitely players to watch out for and I think Reynolds and Sneed are the men. We need to we need to keep both of them quiet because if those two can boss the game then um, we could be on the back foot. But, but no, I, I'm confident this weekend. I think it's going to be another tight game. But I think we can we can edge it. Yeah, Jack Brown and Josh Bolden are out. Um, Bolden with concussion protocols, so it's uh, it might be a bit of a mix and match for them. But like you said, we, we've got we've got a good quality squad there, and and I, I'd be you know they'll be looking at our squad and be worried. That, that obviously after our first sort of defeat against Settlers, we're hungry now to to right a few wrongs there, and, that, and that's what it's all about. It's about it all comes down to sort of hunger, doesn't it, and, and motivation. And uh, I'm sure we'll be fired up come Saturday. Yeah, just you've just reminded me as well. While talking about concussion assessments and things like that, I forgot to mention before. What did you make of um, 
Polly Polly, oh, Freddie Atkins sailors. Hey, was it that um, new signing for sailors? I think it was. Was it Parsey? Yeah. The new forward. God, he absolutely. I mean, I've not seen the replay of it because there was no um, replays at the the game. But um, he absolutely smashed him. You could hear it from where I was sat. It's like a car crash. I mean, what what a brave bloke he was to get up and walk away from that. But you know, Polly Polly, when he hits you, you know about it, don't you? Yeah, you see, he, he, he kind of got his head in the wrong place, didn't he? We hope yeah. he's okay, because rugby league's a tough sport, in it? And, yeah, it can, it can be brutal at times. Can be, can be like a dramatic moment, that, when players do sort of thud together and everyone winces, don't they? But that's that's part of the, the, the beauty of the sport, in it? It's all, it's, it, it's a good thing, but obviously players need to be safe, don't they? That's why we've got this um, sort of mouth guard technology now, which gives sort of the, the backroom staff and the medics all the information they need to make sure that the players are 100% safe all the time. Well, I think, you know, sometimes we, we complain, don't we, about the rules and we complain about the blood bin, we complain about this and the ticks again and we always, we always sort of... You know, don't get on with the rules, but I think the head assessment one for me, you know, it's not one that you, you, you cheer about and go, oh, that was great, that. It's more sort of player welfare, and I think it's been a really good uh, really good thing, that, because, you know, when a player does get a bang like that, they just sometimes need that bit of time out just to get checked over by an expert. It's a bit like when you're, you're, you know, you're a boxer or whatever, your doctor can check you out. Yeah, he's all right. He's, he's okay. But if he's just done some damage there, you don't want to go back out, do you? So I think that that's been a good rule. That and credit to the Saints lad on Friday night. He, you know, he's down for a while there, and he didn't get stretched off it. He went off for, on his own accord, and I think was all right after that. So, um, so yeah, it, it is a good thing that the, the head assessment thing. Yeah, didn't do too well last week, did we? On the old score predictions. No, no, no. I, I can't remember what I said. What did I say? Uh, we were both out though. I think Parker was nearer. <laughs> you went for a, a Saint Helens, I'm sorry, yeah. Saint Helens. That's why. Yeah. I, to be fair, in, in my defence, I, I didn't. I didn't predict us sort of scoring, getting conceding that early. And after that, you were you're, you're you know fighting an uphill battle, aren't you? Really. So if we if we don't do that this week, then obviously we'll we'll be in a better position. And then there's more chance of my prediction coming in, which means there's more chance of me. Getting Menandos. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I'm not doing bad on my other predictions. My prediction league that I'm in, there's 28 people in that, and I'm second top oh, yeah. after two rounds. So yeah, I got a, I got a score right last week in Australia. 12-10 um, it was Penrith. I think it was Penrith. I actually got the result right. <laughs> Better guess, but um, no, I'm not doing too bad. But my Salford predictions are always. I think I think Salford are the hardest team to to predict. I think when you support a team. I think you always think they're harder to predict than anybody else because you you let your heart rule your head sometimes, don't you? I mean, I can probably predict other teams better than I can predict us. Um, I think, like you said the last week, the only time we've got anywhere near, or I've got anywhere near, was that one when Inu kicked that penalty goal and <laughs> took the Nando's out of my mouth. That time, so. oh, never mind. It's, it's one of them. Have you have you done your your fantasy league team? I know you, I know you say you're into prediction leagues, Paul, but. It'd be pretty. I haven't done want, a fantasy we need something to talk yet. about on on the show every week, and it'd be a good banter if you if yeah. you manage to to get involved in that. I'll have a, I'll have a look at that. I've had a lot of time this week, but I'll have a look at that when I get a minute this weekend and see if I can put something together. Like I said, I'm doing um, I'm doing a prediction league, and I'm also doing um, a last man standing with a solver supporter called Aaron Taylor. I think Aaron listens to the podcast. Um, he invited me to go in that, and my dad's gone in it. We pay a fiver. And I think there's, there's quite a few people in it, about 30 people in it. And what you do is you pick a team each week to win. So last week I picked Wigan last week to win. Right. So if, if if Wigan win, you stay in. And then next week you have to pick somebody else. Right. But you can't stay in team twice. So I've, 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 I've used my Wigan card now, if you like. Um, and if, the, if your team loses, you're out. So it's it's quite quite a good good good, uh, good thing. We've got a bit of a WhatsApp group going for it. So it's another WhatsApp group that I'm in. But no, cheers for Aaron for inviting me into it. Me and my dad are both in it. My dad keeps copying me though. I've gone for Warrington this week, and he, he's gone for Warrington as well. So they're playing Lee. So I think that'll be a tough game though. I think uh, we might be doing Lee a bit of a disservice there because they were impressive against Wigan. But it is it is hard predicting. For a whole run minute there, I thought obviously because your boxing's been. Sort of off. I thought you'd like gone underground and having a big, like big fight. So you was last last man standing. The way the way you, the way you've sort of teed it up. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, you know things like that keeps everyone sort of amused. I've got my my fantasy team 
uh, together. Parky's done. Parky's managed to do two. I think they've deleted, but yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. Do you want me to, do you want me to read you my team, Paul? Yeah, go on, go on. So, my team um, is, I've got Sam Tompkins at fullback, quality fullback. Always instrumental for the Catalan Dragons. He'll get me. He'll bag me a few points uh, this season. Inu on one of my wings kicks goals, scores tries. Hopefully he'll uh, he'll he'll bag me a few more few points as well. Reese Lynn, Wakefield centre, good good centre for for Wakefield. I think he'll he'll do some damage for me as well. Leroy Kudjo, veteran field centre. He's he scored a few tries in his career, so I'm hoping for more of the same. And then I've got is it Funa? Uh, from Hull, the winger. I think I've got a pretty devastating backline there. Mm, yeah, I think you've you've picked some some good players there. I particularly like the uh, the Reece Lim one. I think he's in it, a player that's always it um, impressed me. And I think that's the sort of players you've got to get in these fantasy teams. You can't really have all superstar names because do you get like a budget of money that you're allowed to spend? You get two point two point one million, right? Right. That's so, that, is it? Yeah, that, that to spend. Yeah, two point one, one million, but you can't have more than three of the three three players in, the same, in the same club. Right. Right. So, I've got Brett Austin as as, as one of my half backs. Uh, Warrington's main man. I've got Mark Sneed as my other half back. Hull's main Hull's main man. And I've got is it Lewis Benini from Castleford. Paul McShane uh, from Castleford Hooker. Gil Dudson from Catalan, we all know about Gil Dudson. Kenny Edwards, Liam Sutcliffe as my second rose, and then I've got Elijah Taylor as me as my loose forward. Is it a good idea when you're doing them fantasy teams to put like as many goal kickers in as you can? Yeah. If you can get positions and of blokes who kick goals, you, mm. you're laughing there, aren't you? Because the, the yeah. big second row man who kicks goals for Leeds, that Reese Martin, he, he's probably a good one to have in. Uh, mind you, I suppose goal kickers are dear, a, dear, a goal kicker is dearer in the price list. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose they know, don't they? So you can only you can only fit a few yeah. few goal kickers in. Uh, I've got Dross, Josh Drinkwater, Jordan Turner, Owen Hampson, and Theo Farge in me on my bench as well. So I've got I've got options to I can rotate. Unfortunately, I think I missed the deadline for this week because um, none of my players got any points. I think it's a Thursday. I think I don't think I did it in time, which was which was furious. I know Parker was furious because he'd done two and none of his teams won. So, uh, none of his teams won any points. So. Uh, I'm hoping, um, that's why I'm saying if you got on it now, Paul, then we could, we're all starting at zero, aren't we, this week? Right, right. I'll try and get on that then. So you can uh, you join the Salford Faithful um, Fantasy League. You can see it on Twitter. They've got the link on there. Um, and it'll all be it'll be good fun. And we'll be, be talking about it through the weeks and hopefully celebrating my uh, my dominance, hopefully. Yeah, we're going to do a Nando's for that then as well. <laughs> well, you never know. It's a lack of the long game, isn't it? That so it might be yeah. might be do we have to have a bigger prize, maybe. Um, mm, I'll have to think about be, that. Though. Yeah. What would you What do you think it should be? What do you reckon? I don't know really. What could you have as a big prize? Well, it's a good question, Paul. Something to think about. Love a, love a think about it this week. Talking about big prizes, our friends at Classic Sport Prints has given us a print to give away. It's a print from uh, Greg Johnson's Million Pound Miracle Try. A frame print uh, will be given away. We'll do it as a draw uh, next week. Uh, we've had it going for a few weeks, but uh, managed to uh, managed to get my head back around it. So we're going to uh, be giving it away next week's uh, show. So we'll put the link up on the Facebook page and the Twitter page. Just easy to enter. Follow the link. Put your name in the, the hat. And we'll pick a winner next week. Yeah, sounds good. They look cool then. Mm, very good. So that's the end of this week's uh, this podcast. Uh, great show, Paul. Um, great to be back in the swing of things. Rugby league, uh, back in the game. You haven't asked me for my prediction. Oh no, game. forgot them. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, what what is your prediction? Could end up missing out on an hand. <laughs> <you>, yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, yeah, what, right. what do you what do you want prediction wise? I've gone. I've got it in my phone here. Uh, I've done Salford 18, Hull 14. What was it? Salford? 18, Hull 14. 14, Salford. Uh, Okay, so I'm thinking we'll come out firing after after last week's defeat. 
Um, I'm thinking Salford 26, Hull 10. 26-10. I don't really have a story behind it yet, but I'm confident we'll get a result. Sounds good. I think think any win, it'd be good at this stage of the season, now early doors. And as I said before, Hull looked good, didn't they? So the result against them would be a real confidence boost, wouldn't it? Going into the cup game the week after as well. Yeah, so That's another great show, Paul. Really enjoyed this one, and we'll look forward to the to the game against Hull uh, next week or well, this week. Yeah, enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, so big thanks to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ICD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contacts, and Spotify. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.